This is your first, you haven't been on the frontier, have you? I have not. This is the uh, the first time. It probably feels a lot like every other meeting you have with me uh, during the course of your week. Yeah. So we'll go through our KRs and, uh, <laughs> you know, it'll be good. Yeah. Go through our uh, GitHub milestone. I'm seated in the corner of a WeWork. So um, I found the quietest place possible. Wow. How, uh, how tech company in 2022 of you? I know. It's uh, it's great. It's amazing to be amongst people. Uh, yeah, I hear you. Meanwhile, my mother's in town. She's staying with my brother. And she like very sweetly just offered. She's like, oh, well, I can come over and do yard work for you. And I was like, no. I was like, I can't have people around me while I'm working anymore. Even though I'm like in the shed, I can easily close the door. I'm just like, it's too, there's too much going on. Um I can't imagine like being in the office again. Like, how did we do that? It's so crazy. It's been a very long time. And the last time I was working in an office was in a restaurant in the West Village. So it was, uh, you know, it was a, a little, little different. different. Yeah, a little bit more yeah. stressful than our uh, our cute little jobs. Well, Chris, we usually start, this is like your your staff interview, right? And so the point is, let's tell people what you do here how you got here, and then if you've got advice for people who are listening, who are like, damn, that sounds like a pretty cool career path, or I'm in Chris's shoes three years ago, how do I get to where he is now? We can share some advice. Awesome. So to start, what do you do here? What's your job at Gun.io? Uh, so I'm the the marketing coordinator, which generally is uh, responsible for all of the outward-facing uh, PR, social media, anything that isn't paid marketing is, I think, the easiest way to describe it. And uh, just trying to engage with as much of our community as possible and as, um, and expand our, our reach, uh, however that is. It's a good way to describe it. I feel like I, I just have this image stuck in my head since listening to Emily Kramer's episode of, Lenny's podcast last month where it's like, you know, your marketing team, you have your fuel and you have your engine. And in my mind, Chris, you're the engine, like you're the person responsible for figuring out how to get everything we're creating internally out into the world in front of the right people at the right time. And that's not what you did at your previous job. So how did you talk to us about your career path? How did you end up here? I think it is and it isn't what I've done in, in throughout the course of my career. I came up through restaurants. I was, uh, I went to the University of Colorado, um, and went into restaurants like right after I graduated. So you mentioned earlier career advice. Um, I'd recommend not going into restaurants would be a good place to start. Oh, no. no, it was amazing. It was a really amazing experience. I loved it. I still love restaurants. Yeah. But I had a like a I had a really cool uh as far as the restaurant industry goes, I had a really cool career path. I worked in some amazing places. I um got to do the like ski bum thing in Colorado and um study wine for a few years in Vail at the Sun and Elp Resort and became a, a sommelier there. Um uh, and then was able to take the opportunity to work with a restaurant group called uh, Hillstone, which is 
like kind of like a grad program and like restaurant operations and like really like how do you make a restaurant make money and then how do you scale that from one location to 50 locations and how do you make a cheeseburger taste the same at santa monica's yeah as in new york Mm -hmm. um so a lot of like really boring stuff but i think a lot of um a lot of things that apply um to to any sort of business of how do you create systems and, and how do you make things repeatable uh and then went into another group that the Union Square Hospitality Group with Danny Meyer, and I uh, was able to learn some really interesting hospitality um, and really like guest centric type stuff, and able to do some really like goofy off the wall things to take care of people. Yeah. And then from there went into the like entrepreneurial side and opening up small restaurants in New York. So. Um, I think it all kind of came together in, in what I do now, um, in, in connecting with people and using that experience of being like front and center in front of people to now try and put gun.io in, in front of people, but just, you know, through a, a computer or through PR or through, uh, however it is we can reach them. I feel like I've worked in restaurants as well, obviously not at the scale that you have. But when I think about the most similar jobs I've ever had, it is restaurants, teaching, and working at a startup. The middle of those Venn diagrams is chaos, I think. Like they all share like kind of like a steady state of like what in the hell is going on. Um, and also minimal direction at yeah. the restaurants you worked in and opened are much different than the ones I worked in, but I would imagine it's the same thing where it's like, you, you don't know what's going to happen when you walk in and start prepping, um, for the day, like yeah. literally anything could happen and there's no playbook. There's no one, especially if you're in charge, like no one else is telling you what to do so you just have to figure out how to make sense of the chaos (laughs) and like with as few casualties as possible have you found that to be true have you found that there's similarities yeah for sure i mean i think i that's kind of why i've taken this approach in my career now of like i love to implement as like implement as many systems and like automate as many things as possible because i it's just ingrained into me to like expect the unexpected like you know you never know when a billionaire is gonna buy the social media platform that you rely on <laughs> and everything's gonna go to hell <laughs> like you know we're like, absolutely that not happens. referring to anything in particular yeah yeah yeah, yeah just an example. you know <laughs> but um you know if you if you have everything else like taken care of and all your ducks in a row it means when something like that happens then you can spend the time that you need like focusing on that to figure out what you need to do to take next steps. Mm -hmm. And that was definitely something that like in restaurants, it's, that's what makes or breaks you. It's, you don't know what's going to happen either. It's the department of health comes in at eight o'clock on a Friday night or your fire suppression system goes off or some crackhead walks in the front door or 
whatever, you know, oh like my God. the the craziest things can happen, like will happen to you. Right. Um, so just making sure that it's not the the little things that you can control that are going to bring the ship down. It's like, you know, if things go sideways, it's it's because you know something serious happened. Right. Something totally out of your control. Yeah. Gun.io is not your first job in tech. No. Right. Your first foray. So your first kind of step into a world outside of restaurants. Talk to us about that. Well, actually, my first like real experience working in a company that uh, was tech, like tech related, was I opened up a restaurant for a company called Nuts.com, which sells nuts online. <laughs> very literal great domain name too oh my god uh, yeah it's a really like i mean a really great study and like looking at the 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 life of their business they were the like newarknutsonline.com and eventually bought nuts.com and their business exploded from there that's unbelievable yeah the investment for jeff was uh definitely worth it they, like, long story short, ended up uh, with a restaurant space in Union Square here in New York and uh, a couple of months to open a restaurant and uh, brought me on as, as part of that to, to be the general manager to open a pizza place in this open air restaurant in New York City wow. in Union Square. Which, speaking of, like, expecting the unexpected was like one of the most like batshit times in my life it was really really crazy like walk through the dining room in the morning you couldn't lock the doors to the restaurant so like oh at God. night so like in the morning you'd have to like somebody would have to go through and like pick up needles off the ground and like like you know throw them away um and there were like different seasons that like oh this is like the fly season and this is the bee season and like there were birds that lived in the dining room it was like Stop. It, was, it was amazing and there was a day that PETA had this protest out front that they were playing the sound of uh pigs being slaughtered out front of the restaurant during brunch yeah. so there was that <laughs> it was really something but very much a tech company uh and like got like a little bit of a taste of it there yeah but then after a couple more restaurant openings i worked with um a, a company called binwise uh, or blue cart binwise which was a transition that worked well and i think if anyone is is interested it's it's really hard to get out of restaurants mm-hmm. um especially if you're good at it it's hard to transition out of restaurants into a different type of career path. Um, one, because if you're good at it, people want you to keep doing it. Uh, mm-hmm. And once you get to a certain point, it's, it's really hard to take that step from like general manager or like director level into like ownership right. or, or into that like, you know, next significant pay grade. But what worked well about going from, uh, general manager or like director of operations consulting into um, sales for Binwise was it was a product that I had used before that was in the mm. beverage tech space so that domain knowledge existed so it was a really easy step for me to take and unfortunately well fortunately because I'm here now but um, 
there was an acquisition. Um, they acquired another company and uh, ended up uh, combining teams and laying off a decent amount of the sales team. But it was a great learning experience. Um, I don't love sales anyways. I'm a, I <laughs> totally prefer marketing Yeah, by a long shot. Same. You and me both. But it it really solidified that it was... <laughs> It solidified that it was like, yeah, this is the move that I was, I was making. Yeah. That's really good advice for folks trying to make a an industry shift, right? Like thinking about, like for us, for example, if somebody wants to become a marketer, wants to get into sales, wants to get into any sort of like product or management, and they have been like a developer before we would be thrilled to work with them because they understand our customer better than most people understand our customer. Right. And it's the same with restaurant tech or um, ed tech, right? Like former teachers often go and work for ed tech startups. And that's, I, I had never kind of just like named that as like a smart decision. If you're trying to make, if you're trying to kind of switch your career, um, you know, go be the the subject matter expert at a company who for whom you are the ideal customer, right? Yeah, I mean, there's so much that you can learn, and there's so much that you can teach. Mm-hmm. But it's you know stepping into a company that you're you're coming from being that the ideal customer. You have that experience. You can't, you know, the experience of having lived it. And you can't you can't teach somebody that experience of knowing those uh, those pain points and like really having that like that deep down empathy for what that that customer is feeling. Right. It's certainly like you know, in that sales role really helped me connect with a lot of the like kind of like tough to crack uh, customers that we had. Uh, you know, it, I was like, admittedly, like, I was not the guy that would work well, like being sent to like, nightclubs to talk to them. But right. coming from a like fine dining and wine background, like an old school, like New York wine director, Sam, that's like, got an all like, old school, like French wine list. Like, yeah, like, I, I can get that guy on board. Yeah, thing, we can know? talk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we speak the same language you know we've and been... you understand yeah and you understand so, the understanding pain points in order to sell is one thing but it's also like who are we building this product for and what's important to them and i think often that gets lost and no matter what company you're building at right it, it, it very much becomes like well we yeah. think we know this about folks or one or two people have requested this um and those voices are often louder than like your average restaurant manager who's like actually i have like no time to place my orders weekly and i need a smarter system to do that efficiently right once again i think that's applicable like kind of to your point that a lot of those lessons are applicable in in my role now like something that i've always really like really stuck to is that your customer is always really going to tell you what they want, right? If yeah. you just listen, the customer is going to tell you. And in restaurants, we had the benefit of 
the customer literally telling you because you're yeah. standing in front of them. Yeah. But kind of like getting to where we are now with like looking at changes in social media and people's social media habits. I've been spending a, a good amount of time looking into our analytics and, and just looking at um, comparisons between different platforms. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some surprising statistics that I've, I've looked at in the past, but now like digging into like I'm, Looking at LinkedIn versus is versus Twitter, our yeah, our users are telling us that they want to find us like more on LinkedIn than than they they want to on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, I think, you know, for me, like being reminded of that every now and then, like, oh yeah, like once again, like here too, the our users are are going to tell us what yeah, tell us what they want, right. And I think that's kind of like a lesson we're in the process of like relearning always, right? Like as soon as we get a little bit too far away from what the customer is actually asking for, we're like constantly reeled back in like, oh, shoot, no, actually. (laughs) And I think that's just like common with, with anyone who's building for a customer base, right? Like I was actually thinking about that today when... It only happens when I'm super stressed about something and I'm like anxiously like trying to send a text between meetings and I'm already kind of like on edge. And if you have uh, an iPhone, the like whole menu that pops up above your text bar, you know what I'm talking about? Where it's like you're texting, but then like suddenly it's like a video of your face, except for you're a zebra and like saying something into your phone. And it's like, who, this is, I'm not the customer for this. Like who thought that I wanted this, you know? And like, I can totally imagine being like this super excited PM. Like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to put this in the menu, in the text (laughs) menu. So people can like jump in and, uh, and I zero times out of 10 want that to happen. Um, But yeah, it's literally right before I sat down for this call. I was like, who made this feature? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you already gave like a, I don't know if we did the opposite of bearing the lead, if we led with the lead here, uh, but that advice around like, all right, if you're looking for, if you're making a career shift, look for a company that is for whom you are the ideal customer. Is there any other advice that you would give somebody from your experience over the last couple of years, kind of moving into the tech space from the restaurant space? One, I think it's like, it's good to acknowledge that it's challenging and like mm-hmm. getting that just like out there is like accepting that as a, a, a good thing, but also there's way more opportunity out there than I think I, I believed for a long time. Um, and I think I like, it's something that I had wanted to do for a while, but I think I was, overwhelmed by and it was it it took a lot of it took a lot of conversations honestly for me to figure out like the best way to go and i i think i was um lucky in that i have a lot of friends that are in the tech space i have uh you know most of my friends anymore have all like either are like 
you know, if they're in restaurants, they're in like ownership or like, and more in like the, like the business side, um, or they're like totally outside of restaurants. So it's mm-hmm. just a ton of networking, a ton of conversations and like really making it my goal to treat like every conversation. I just wanted to set up one more conversation coming up and mm-hmm. that was it. Um, and just holding myself accountable to like a, you know, like a project management type uh, system of like how I'm going to like get this done. Like these are my goals to like, my goal is to like get a job outside of restaurants in, in tech. And this is what I'm going to do to get it done. And it was like developing habits for myself that were healthy, that were like getting my head in like the right place. Uh, I like, a year and a little over a year ago decided I like I was going to stop drinking after like what like 14 years in restaurants mm-hmm. which was like it was like you know I've I've done this for a while like it's probably like time to like you know take some time off and like really like focus on this like portion of my like career and my life right and like develop some other really healthy like meditation habits and exercise habits and like really get my like mind right um, and then like uh beyond taking care of my like you know physical and mental self like really like nurturing relationships and like meeting people and then just putting the time in and like deciding you know figuring out the way to go uh, mm-hmm. if that all makes sense it does. I think that the mistake people often make when it's time to look for a new job or think about a career pivot is they think of it as like one job to be done, which is find a job, right? Yeah. When in fact, like there's a whole, there's like found, there's bedrock that you have to get to before you can build a career backup. And it's not just, it's not just about like professional skill, right? Like so much of our, our personhood is wrapped into what we do for a living. And I think often there's a lot of unwinding that has to happen from like the previous life to figure out like, who am I going to be in this new seat? These are things I can do to like, you know, make myself like better off Mm -hmm. and Here's my goal. Even if I miss it, I'm going to be better off. Well, Chris, this has been awesome. Um, I'm really excited for people to hear about your story, especially that transition. I think that's becoming like a theme with these staff interviews is everybody has like the craziest previous life. And we didn't even get into like all the cool stuff you do outside of work. So I think we'll either need like a follow up episode or... We'll have to talk to whoever does our social media um, and ask him if maybe he can add some like fun <laughs> facts about about Chris outside of work. Um, yeah, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you. It was super fun. Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast powered by Gun.io. We drop two episodes per week. So if you like this episode, be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice and come hang out with us again next week and bring all your internet friends. If you have questions or recommendations, just shoot us a Twitter DM at the Frontier Pod and we'll see you next week.
Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast, produced by Gun.io. We're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers. If you want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us, head over to Gun.io and get in touch. Let us know you heard the podcast and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer.